0: Hi everyone, it's Leanne the Barefoot Medium here and we're on Barefoot Radio, the show that aims to guide and support you in connecting, transforming and growing in all things love, soul and spirit. A big welcome to all of our listeners and a very special welcome to members of the Barefoot tribe today. For those who don't know me, I'm an international medium, channel, twin flame, connector, love, relationship. Business coach, as well as an author. I am originally from Brisbane, Australia, and currently living in Columbia, South America. I am absolutely passionate about providing you with opportunities to access practical knowledge and guidance, as well as tools and techniques you can use in your everyday lives to embrace more of what you love, what brings you joy. And what allows you to connect with that joy so that you are more of your authentic self. So feel free to kick off your shoes, sit back, relax and enjoy today's show where I am joined by Rachel Thompson from Mind, Body and Spirit Entrepreneur who loves helping people to discover and pursue happiness and purposeful lives by working from the inside out. Not only is Rachel here to share her story with you all today, she is also wanting to provide you with some strategies for helping overcome mental blocks that hold you back so you can discover happiness, attract and keep healthy relationships, and don't we all want that? (laughs) Maintain work-life balance as well as create a sense of inner peace that cannot be shaken by your daily experiences. And I really love that. Rachel. So welcome, Rachel. Please tell our listeners who you are, a little bit about your background and how you connect, transform and grow in your everyday life. Okay. Well, thank you so much for having me
1: on. Um, So my mission is really, like you said, helping people find their purpose, working from the inside out. And I think a lot of people try to search for happiness through outside means, through that perfect relationship or the perfect job or earning a set amount of money. However, whenever we start along that path, we're going to be searching for happiness for the rest of our lives if we don't have it on the inside. So everything that I teach through my meditations, my books, my podcasts, everything really encourages finding that inner balance, that inner self-love, and then just expanding that out. Because once you come from that place, then you'll just see these amazing synchronicities and things just come to you. It's more of a flow state, which I know a lot of people talk about getting in the flow, but it really, it's a, it's a real thing if you haven't experienced it but it doesn't
0: happen until you have that happiness and that love
1: within yourself.
0: Yeah, I so agree. And you know, when you talk about that focus within, what does that look like or sound like or feel like for listeners who just have heard that for the first time and it's like, "Well, how do I focus within?"
1: That's true. And it's really a journey. And what I found is everybody kind of starts at a different Place. but whatever place you're starting at is the right place for you so just trust it um and really whenever you focus within if you feel like something is blocking you from the life you want then it's really just paying attention to what that is and where it's coming from and it's not as complicated as you might think i mean all you have to do is pay attention to your body to your emotions to how you feel Feel and where you feel it within your body, um, paying a lot of attention to these automatic thoughts that pop up for you surrounding these blocks that you have in your life. And those are going to be your biggest woos and indicators on what's going on deep within you that needs to be resolved so that you can come into balance.
0: And I love how you talk about that with blocks. Now, so many people, particularly my clients as well, come to me going, I feel stuck or overwhelmed or frustrated, life's not going anywhere, got all these problems or challenges, they're the blocks that you're talking about, right? And and so they manifest as well in the physical body with illnesses or dis-ease Mm -hmm. for people to pay attention to. So I really love how you talk about that. And paying attention to what's being shown to you because I think a lot of people get so busy with everyday life and having to do stuff, whether it's work or family or whatever, that we miss the signs or the clues that are blocking us from the life we want.
1: Exactly. And like you said, there are signs right here, but you just have to be able to tune in and pay attention to them. So I know for years of my personal experience, there were signs going on all within me, but I was really, really good at distracting my mind. So I, because I didn't want to pay attention to them because sometimes they aren't things that, feel good. but It's kind of like you had to go through the muck to come out the other side. Yeah. So yes, it, I, I definitely agree. I think the first step is really just saying, okay, I'm going to start to pay attention to these signs and, and then go from there.
0: And being willing to acknowledge that there's things that aren't working is the first step to actually then aligning yourself with the solution to you know get you out of the situation that you're in, if that's the case. So can you share with listeners a little bit about your story and some of the challenges that you might have experienced that you've overcome?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so my story began with, uh, well, I really never questioned what society told me to do. So I went to college and I went to graduate school and I got the nine to five job and I found myself very unhappy. Like I was working in this job. I wasn't making the money I thought that I should be making. I wasn't being respected really. I mean, my, I was being so stifled in every way in that job. And that's whenever I started evaluating like, where am I? Like, how did I get here. So that was my first clue. And that's when I first started to make a change. So I made a pretty drastic change and I moved to a new city, a new state with no job and decided to start my own business. I was like, okay, that's going to create this happiness, this fulfillment that I didn't have before. Well, really what that did was just bring up all the blocks that I had inside of me. And it was just like, I would try something and it would be a roadblock. I tried something else it would be a roadblock. And so then that's whenever I turned to the field of self-help and spirituality to really understand what was going on. Um, And so fast forward a few years down the road, and I really... And this it came after like years of like searching and introspective introspection and all this stuff. I realized that my main block in everything in my life from my, um, my business and then also in my romantic relationship. I started having problems in that as well. Um, I realized that the number one block for me was not feeling worthy of any of it. And so then. Once I focused on worthiness, like, okay, I I am worthy of being successful. And then I stopped self-sabotaging myself, both in my business and in my relationship, because I was so fearful of things being too good. I mean, I wanted my life to be good, but I was on the inside, subconsciously afraid of it, terrified of it. I didn't think I deserved it. Then once I uncovered that block, I did a lot of work on my own worthiness, then I was able to really pick up momentum in everything else. So yeah, it's really been an incredible journey and it's been a journey, like I said, that's been years in the making and I don't want to say that to discourage anybody, but I do want to let people know that it's not just a snap your fingers or you listen to one motivational talk on YouTube and it's just, you figure it all out. (laughs) But when you get to the other side, it's so worth it.
0: I so hear you on that and we we share a similar story in a lot of ways. Like I said earlier, I'm from Brisbane, Australia originally and living in South America and I've been here for two years. How that came about was through a lot of challenges, a lot of blockages with business, relationships, all of it, finances, everything. So I'd been to Peru and Colombia for a holiday and and just loved it. And when I went home, it was really, and home i mean in Australia. <laughs> um, it was really interesting that the universe always puts blocks, hurdles, obstacles in our way if it's not where you're meant to be as well. And so I knew when I got on the flight from Columbia back to Australia that I didn't want to go back. I had a unit that I owned that I was paying a mortgage on and I ran a business and I got back and things just snowballed into problem after problem after problem to the point where I ended up with no clients, no work, not able to run my business in my home for three months Mm -hmm. and went, okay, now I can't pay my mortgage. What's the deal here? And it's funny that, you know, that was screaming at me as a block that I didn't want to look at because I had this mind chatter going on and this logic, which I want to get into with you, of I can't move to the other side of the world. I can't sell everything and move away from my family or friends. I don't know anyone there. I don't speak Spanish. How how would I do that? So I had all this stuff going on whereas my heart knew exactly what needed to happen my soul knew exactly what needed to happen I just sabotaged and made it more difficult for myself and ended up making the decision right that's it sell up and just do it what have you got to lose so two years ago I I sold my property everything and moved to the other side of the world where I spoke very little Spanish and have done like you said it's a journey Mm -hmm. the self-worth, uh, value, you know, if you've got people around you that aren't valuing you or aren't respecting you, then that's a reflection of what's going on within. So yeah, I get that. So thank you so much for sharing. And to, to our listeners, please know that there is a light at the end of it because we've yes. both been there.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's worth it. I promise it's way better than just staying where you're at.
0: So talk to me a little bit about, you know, we talk about those blockages. Talk to me about mental blocks with sabotage that can potentially sabotage your success or your happiness. Talk to me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. So our egos hate change and that can be any kind of change. Um, but anything that is saying, okay, you know what? I want to do something different. I want to think differently. I want to relate to people differently. Our egos are like, well, hold on. No, 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 we, we don't do that. This is how we think about things. And this is how we relate to people. And this is where we're at. So it is almost like, I don't want to even say a battle because I don't think it's a battle because when you battle something, then there's just like a push and a push and a push. I feel like overcoming the block is almost like becoming so sure in yourself and becoming so worthy and almost like bringing that light in to outshine that darkness of the ego. And I really think of it like this, like We had no control over why we formed certain like thought patterns or blockages. I mean, they just came because we had a whole bunch. Everybody has stuff that happens to them in their lives. Even if you had a generally pretty good life, like you still have stuff that happens along the way. We don't have control over that. But what our brain does is it tries to rationalize it. And we form these blocks because we don't want anything to hurt us so we were in a situation in our lives and we got hurt and mentally we're like okay we're gonna prevent that from happening so we are going to avoid anything that could possibly cause us pain or stress and whenever you're working on self-improvement you really had to take a look at that for what it is it's not your heart like how you talked about your heart was leading you here that's not your heart that's not your truth it's just an accumulation of a whole bunch of junk that you have built up inside your brain. And so it's just recognizing that a lot of times bringing it to the surface, dealing with it, and then saying, this doesn't serve me. This is not me. and and I let it go and I release it.
0: Yeah. And I love how you talk about that because, you know, as as kids, we grow up in a a family environment, whatever that looks like, sounds like, and feels like. And we're we're told things, we're, we're given stories or words or thoughts or beliefs that we often take on as our own and we play them out and make them true. And one of the things that, you know, I've just done a program with some of my clients around shifting your shit, which is essentially (laughs) looking at that mental chatter, the emotions or the actions that sabotage you. And, you know, looking at the stories that sit there, which are those patterns, those beliefs that we've got, particularly around money. Lots of people have stuff around money, and I want to talk a little bit about love and relationships with you as well. Love and money are the two big things, right? And if you've Mm -hmm. got issues in in the area of money, you've often got issues with, with love as well because it's worthiness. And so one of the things that I grew up with was money doesn't grow on trees or you've got to work hard to get where you want to go. And so we can often play those stories out and make them true for us Whereas the soul invites us when we're struggling with money or love to look at if that story, if you want to continue making that story true, or you have an opportunity to shift it and change it or let it go. So I love how you talk about exploring that. Talk to me about love. <laughs> love, yes. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. like you said, love and money are the two main blocks for it everybody. And it does all stem from worthiness. Um, So a little bit about my own personal story. I found a pattern in my life that I'm so good at, like, the dating part of relationships. But once I got into a relationship, just, I mean, things went to hell. It was just a mess. And, you know, and I just thought it was like picking the wrong guys or, you know, I just blamed it on the outside. Mm. But then... You know, I'm currently engaged. And once we started having some issues, that's whenever I cared enough to look within. and be like, okay, maybe I have a pattern here. Yeah. And what I found was it all came back to that worthiness. That is the reason why like anytime things got serious, anytime in a relationship where somebody would actually love me, I didn't feel worthy of it. So I would do things to just sabotage it. And everything that I did to sabotage it seems so rational at the time. You know, of course I should be mad about this. Of course I should accuse you of cheating on me when you really did it. Like all these things made so much sense in my mind. Yeah. And it's still like, even though I recognize it now, it still is not completely gone. Like there are still things that pop up for me that I had to be like, okay, hold on. This This isn't stemming from the truth of the situation. It's not stemming from my true self this is just an old pattern that's rearing its ugly head. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing for everybody with any sort of struggles in relationships, it could be romantic. It could be with anybody, friendships or family or whatever. Mm. I truly believe the number one block for that is a feeling of unworthiness. And the only way that you find that worthiness is learning to love yourself first. You have to love yourself unconditionally before you can share that, truly share that. With other people.
0: I know that so many people talk about love yourself first and the right partner will come along. And, mm-hmm. and there's lots of people out there, particularly who come to psychics or mediums for, Oh, will I find my soulmate and when will they be here? And all of that. So, you know, I, I, I'm used to that. But mm-hmm. the reality is, if you don't feel loved within, you can attract someone. No problem. Mm -hmm. It's whether you keep them and whether it's a healthy relationship for the long term based on where you're at emotionally. And I love how you say, you know, in your, your own experience being triggered, I call it triggered, Mm -hmm. you know, and your worthiness or your old story triggers a reaction, which is that sabotage of whether it's overthinking, that mental chatter, oh, you know, he's cheating or he's doing this or whatever, or she, um, as the case might be, or it might be procrastinating or leaving or abandoning, whatever it might be. I get that because, you know, my relationship past has been a bit, uh, you know, rocky as well and, have had experiences with um, a number of past partners cheating and overcoming infidelity brings to a new relationship issues around trust and it's mm-hmm. not that you don't trust the new person you're with, it's just sometimes those behaviours that may be completely innocent can remind you of that past and you can go into story about it and react or you can stop, pause and really take a good look at is this my ego or my fear, which for me ego is just fear and it's there to protect you and keep you safe so it's doing its job. Great, thank you, but I've got this. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and connecting back with your heart and going, is this really the truth or is this my, my past and my story playing out? Mm -hmm. And I think that's where a lot of people struggle in relationships is being able to take that moment, that breath and that pause, step back and look at it from a bigger picture. Is this my reaction or is this me responding through love?
1: Definitely, definitely. And I love how you associate the ego with fear because that's all it is. And fear and love cannot coexist at the same time. So when you're in fear, you're never in love.
0: No. And, and fear is an invitation to love more. Yes. So, and, and, you know, I, so many people, particularly in the spiritual industry use that word ego. For me, I I, I really don't like the term. I use fear because people relate to it more and go, okay, well, we've all got an ego. It's there for a purpose. It's, Mm -hmm. it's either serving you and keeping you safe Or I'm working for you, or it's not. And you get to choose and make those decisions. So I I think that's where people really need to stop and reflect. And that's where the inner work comes out, doesn't it?
1: Definitely. And I like how you emphasize the, the choice part, because it is always a choice. Even when it doesn't feel like a choice, you always do have that choice. It's just taking a step back and seeing what's really going on within yourself.
0: Yeah. And so when you talk Mm self-love, share with me some strategies and share with the listeners some strategies for how they can start that inner work or do some more self-love and what that looks like.
1: Yeah. Um, There's a lot of ways to start with self-love and everybody struggles with it on um, different levels and and basically, you know what, a lack of self-love for for us comes from different, different areas. So it might be, um, like low self-confidence on the outside confidence in just your ability to like interact with people or like, it's, it's all different for, for us, like where that, that core of the lack of self-love comes from. But really, I mean, some of the main strategies are just paying such close attention to that self-talk, especially in areas that you know you struggle with. So if you struggle with um, appearance and you look in the mirror, just notice what you automatically say to yourself because most of us look at something we don't like. We're like, oh, look at the lines under my eyes or look at, you, you know, I'm, I need to lose this amount of weight. It's, we automatically focus on the bad. So whenever you notice that, that is your chance to insert some self-love. And that is your chance to make the choice to focus on the good and to look at yourself and say something positive, and look at yourself in the mirror and ask, what can I do for me today to show myself that I love myself? Um, For me personally, I, uh, with my own worthiness and self-love struggles, would never think that I was worthy of good. So that's when the fear would come up, and something would start to be good, or I'd have just like a really pleasant situation, and something would come up and tell me like, Oh, something bad might happen, or this is going to fall through. This is never going to work out. So I would pay attention to what was going on. And then I would have like a set of affirmations that I would say to myself. And my main one was, I love myself and I am worthy of good. And I would say that as often as I needed to drown out all of those fear-based thoughts. And, you know, I know everybody, like how you said, in the spiritual world, it's all about self-love and you hear a lot about affirmations and all that kind of stuff. I'm not trying to repeat what's already out there, but it it works. And that's why these are tools. These are spiritual tools that you can use. Um, But you have to use them in a way that's right for you in the situations that are right for for you.
0: And I, I agree and I love that because... You know, words are really powerful and they're energy. They're what you put out into the world. So if your inner critic is going nuts and having a field day on, oh, my God, you look awful in that or you're not good at this or you're not worthy of this, whatever it might be that your self-talk is, its you have an opportunity to stop that. And uh-huh. lots of people talk about meditation as a as a tool now, I'm not one who can sit for ages and meditate. So I'll go for a walk and focus on my breath and just listen to what that mind chatter is. And if I notice that it's a little bit negative or a little bit of that fear voice coming up, I'll just breathe it out and let it go. And mm-hmm. then, you know, there's often they talk about 16 seconds of mm-hmm. focus mm-hmm. On a different thought allows you to shift it so it might be the I am love I am valued I am worthy I am respected whatever it might be that's playing out in your life shift it and I saw I think it was a couple of weeks ago an episode of Steve Harvey Mm -hmm. where he responded to a lady and and I can't remember the situation and he said to her right when you get out of bed every morning look in the mirror." point at yourself and say, I am sexy. <laughs> and she just went, oh, my God, I can't do that and and mean it. Mm-hmm. And what that did was allow her to start focusing on the positives and shifting the thought patterns. So if you don't feel like you can do that, use I am willing. Mm-hmm. I am willing to believe that I'm beautiful. I'm willing to believe that I'm worthy because what that does is start the momentum Mm -hmm. from where you are to where you want to be.
1: Exactly. And I love how you brought up the 16 seconds because every time I have a negative thought, I'm like, okay, I have 16 seconds to get rid of this. (laughs) So it's not bad when negative thoughts come up. It's just showing you that you can, you have the power to switch it and then you can build momentum around the positive.
0: Or exactly. the momentum around the negative starts. And it's, it's coming back to that story. Is this the story you really want to be telling the world about mm-hmm. who you are? And mm-hmm. is that really true for you? Exactly. And if it's not, don't make it true.
1: Yes, exactly. We don't have to make it true.
0: Exactly. Because your thoughts then become things. So when mm-hmm. you catch that thought and become aware of it, You get the chance to go, oh, hang on. Is this what I want to make true for me? Um, No, that's my old story. Okay, that's my old story. Great. Thanks for coming up. Thank you, fear. Thank you, ego. I'm safe. I've got this. Let's create a new story.
1: Yeah, and I love how you described it because it puts it such like a positive spin on it. Like this can be an exciting journey. This can be a fun journey. And we are feeling better during this journey. So it's not all this like battle and, and digging up all this stuff from our past. It's like taking our power back and making the choice and allowing ourselves to feel good. So it's ah yeah, it's, it's an amazing journey once you get started, once you get into it.
0: And I, I love that and I, I'm aware of time, want to start wrapping up on that comment, allow yourself to feel good. And I really want listeners to take that from today's show is just be aware of that mind chatter and how it might be blocking you in your life and allow yourself to move into happiness and joy and love or worthiness or whatever it might be for you. Mm -hmm. So how awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your story and some of those strategies with our listeners Can you share with everybody your details about how people can connect with you if they want more information?
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I really enjoyed this conversation. Uh, You can find out more about me on my website, which is uh, www.mymymvsc.com. So it's for mind, body, and spirit entrepreneur. And you can also check out my podcast, which is Mindful Mondays. It's on every Monday and we have a reflection episode to help you set intentions for your week and then a guided meditation that goes along with that reflection.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much. And for those of you who are interested in connecting with me further through readings, coaching, Retreats or becoming a member of the Barefoot Tribe, jump on my website, thebarefootmedium.com.au. Shoes are optional, so you can start connecting, transforming and growing in whatever area of your life you need help and support with. I'm Leanne, the Barefoot Medium, and it has been an absolute pleasure discussing overcoming your mental blocks so you can bring more joy, happiness and, and worthiness into your life. And... Wherever you are today, I wish you a magical, loving, joyful week, wherever you are, whoever you're with and whatever it is that you're doing on your journey. And I look forward to connecting with you on our next episode.